0: Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com and follow him on Instagram at The Right right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening, and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk.
1: Hey, Melvin. Hey. <laughs> when we um, uh, when you first put on the uh, microphone, you need like a countdown, so we we'll know that we starting or something like that. We what? look so goofy uh, when we start this podcast, but we just starting, so it's okay. <laughs>
0: Oh he said we look goofy. Don't put me
1: with yourself. <laughs> One question. When is Popeye's bring back that chicken sandwich? I don't know, because we're friends, we've been
0: married so long. Like I was literally sitting
1: here going. <laughs> I I, I we wanna, never got And to. I don't I don't know when this, this podcast gonna air. It they <laughs> by the time we air this podcast, they may have brought brought the chicken sandwich back and taken them right back off the market. But at this moment we have not tried chicken sandwich yet and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I ain't going to say I'm fiending for something I never had, but boy, I sure do want to try one.
0: I think last night we tried to find the, um, what's the word, a
1: substitute. Yeah, the next try. best thing. So we went to Zach's. Went to Zach's. <laughs> and got the, what is it? And
0: that... fact I'm laughing before I can get it out. We got the, first of all, it's called the, seat. the.
1: First of all, it's too long of a, night, of a title of a sandwich. Just say chicken sandwich. I mean, I know y'all got all these different chickens up there, but. I, I want to say it was the TLC something, something, t- something I, chicken I, I'm literally sandwich. i exactly. up right
0: now. It's the, it was the,
1: but it, the, the, the name the of it was TLC. just too long. Too, the, too long.
0: And now while I'm looking, they, got, they have a lot of different sandwiches. Yeah, I know There's what I'm saying. They, got, they have
1: a lot of chicken sandwiches. A lot like, of chicken sandwiches.
0: T- but I think it was like the TLC sandwich. Now, we did say it was crispy.
1: It was crispy. But it's that's, sud-
0: Oh, here we go. The Southern TLC Filet Sandwich. Right. For exactly.
1: too long of a name. Too long
0: of a name. Because the girl, I don't I think I confused her when I was trying to say I wanted two of them. Maybe she was shocked anybody had ordered the sandwich.
1: Right. Like, oh, they come back. to order our chicken sandwiches. <laughs> they coming back. Popeyes sold out. Now we get some business. <laughs> but it's just interesting that uh, those two places, Popeyes and Chick Fil A, like it's just interesting that those two places were the. Two sandwiches that everybody, mm-hmm. you know, tried to match together and, and talk about. Like why didn't they match it with a, a Zaxby sound or compare it to a Bojango chicken sound? Like And but then I think the
0: question is Oh, not the question. But yeah, it is a question. What was the what who hit trigger on social right, media? Right, and right. It was like trigger? No. Right, so, right. That's the thing. It was like one one you that's not the scary part, but it is the like electric electric part of social media. You can go to bed one night and there's mm-hmm. nothing. You can wake up the next morning and there are millions of tweets going going right. on about the same topic.
1: And then of course I do think it was intentional because like you think about the the little bag that the sandwich, the Popeye chicken sandwich came in. I think that wasn't an intentional thing to say. You know we 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 want to try. We're gonna we're gonna try we. to the, the uh, match up with with Chick Fil A and, and see how this thing go because. Like I said, that's one thing that everybody compared was the the bag. The fact that both of them came in a bag.
0: And that it was a chicken sandwich with pickles on it.
1: Right, chicken sandwich you know, with, with, with a couple of pickles on it. So, you know, I,
0: it's just... And you know what's funny, too? <coughs> I thought about going to Chick-fil-A yesterday during lunch. <laughs> and I got mad because the Popeye's chicken wasn't out. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I didn't even want... No, I'm not. If I can't get the Popeye's chicken, I'm not going right. to really eat this because I want to taste that chicken sandwich. Because right. everybody's been talking about it. Yeah. Then, not to mention, when your best friend is a chef, your best friend even calls you and says, "Listen, I've had like three of them. Okay, so something has to be good about so it. Right. At least try it. Right, right, right. And I like the fact that we have people out there on Twitter that that are saying, please stop policing Black people from having fun.' Right, I'm, it's, what I'm saying We're it's just, just a chicken. Enjoying sandwich. chicken sandwiches.
1: We still gonna vote. Keep mm-hmm. it moving.
0: Yes, it's, I promise you, well, I'm, I'm gonna pay all my taxes. You're yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I nah, if, I, if I
1: can get out of paying taxes, I ain't gonna trip about that. <laughs> we can get out of
0: paying all these bills. I'm telling <laughs> So. We've, um, we're on our third episode of the After School Talk Podcast. The last episode, I did a solo episode talking about how I got to the point in my research of doing rite of passage for extracurricular activities, school-based extracurricular activities, and just the impact they had. I recently just, um, I did a proposal for a conference, and I wanted to title it. And here's the thing, Melvin. I thought the title was a little harsh. Mm-hmm. but I talked to a couple of colleagues and they were like you gotta you gotta go with it like you have to that is it and so the, the beginning of the um, presentation is called life or death mm-hmm. and I was saying how when you have students who are a, a toenail from doing something that can cause them to lose their life or be incarcerated that it is a life or death situation with the uh, interventions that we use at the school mm-hmm. it's not it's not where Oh, let's try this academic or even, you know, this social behavior activity and see what happens and we'll do some data on it. And it's, it's, it's more like an urgent, an urgency kind of situation. And I felt like that when we first started, um, we had a mentoring program that we started, what year was it? 2011? No, the start of 2012. 2012. It was yeah. the start of 2012, January, 2012. Right. And I remember that was right after the, the Trayvon Martin situation, had a couple of students get into some issues with the with law enforcement and being kicked out of school that it, it felt more urgent right. to get something done because how many more students are we gonna lose as we wait and try to come up with a plan. Right. Right. So fast forward to to actually having different activities doing around different local high schools and starting programs, um, I came up with what I felt were the elements necessary to have an extracurricular activities program and create this rite of passage after doing my research. So in the original research, there are 20 elements. And I had I had you in mind when I thought about I need to condense these because I can remember when you were in the classroom and it was those moments of here they go and something else.
1: Right. 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 right.
0: Now y'all want me to teach math and then now y'all want me to teach this too. And you want me to make sure I'm doing differentiated instruction. Mm-hmm. And I have to do data reports on all the different kids. And mm-hmm. I gotta take attendance. I have to call every parent. I have to, so I, I didn't want it where when you walk in and tell a teacher twenty elements, right. <laughs> then it's like, wait,
1: how you am don't I Really how? need all
0: twenty? Right, right. So some of the things I were I was able to condense and combine together, but um it's Blooming Krantz and Goldstein. Those were the two guys who I studied heavily while I was in this doctoral program, and they I took their 20 elements and their processing of things, which was genius, and then broke it down into 12 phases, okay? Mm-hmm. So we have these 12. 12 sounds like a better number, doesn't it? Absolutely. Okay. You're just saying that because you're married to me, right? <laughs> so serious. <laughs> so serious. So we are going to look at the first phase. I think that is important to transition into this new episode is to look at what, okay, so what's the phase one? What's the first thing you do if you're saying that you can present these extracurricular activities to my school and have some type of change? You're going to create a change, a positive change in my school. And the first phase is phase one, advisor training and awareness. And if you look on the right effect, you go to the website, you're going to see where it says, our advisors are expected to have a thorough understanding of the right effect and school policies pertaining to clubs and organizations. So here's the first question that you have to look at as a school. What are the policies and procedures for your clubs and organizations? Do you, do you have, whether it's in a online, whether it's in a folder that you hand out to your club advisors, and let me just say this too, let me pause right here. I know several schools will use the word sponsor, and I, do, I don't use the word sponsor, a club sponsor, because when I came to working in K-12 I didn't understand why in the world people were calling them sponsors. Because when you hear the word sponsor, what do you think of? What's the first thing popping your
1: head? I'm about to pay for something. Right. Like I'm, I'm about to. I don't know. Like like sponsor a kid. Like they going on a trip or they need shoes for the basketball team. I'm I'm a I'm a provide everything for the for the kid.
0: Right. Exactly. But an advisor. What does an advisor do?
1: In my mind, just given the regular definition, advisor is right. like the leader or the the. The faculty member that is the leader of whatever club or extracurricular activity.
0: Right. So that's already going to put more weight into the program anyway when we use in terms as advisors because we have that in, in higher education. So right. we can understand and connect that to a philosophy or an approach and give teachers a better understanding of what your responsibility is as the advisor of this club. Because if there's a sponsor, I'm here. I'm to do what? Mm. <laughs> you know, is it's, it's kind of confusing. And you don't want teachers to ever be in a space where they are told, as we see often, mm. uh, to be over something and they don't know what the processes or procedures are for that. Right. Okay. So start there. We have it, we want to have clubs and organizations, or we or we do have clubs and organizations. We have sponsors, we're gonna look at them as advisors. And then you're going to map out a plan for your school as far as what are the policies and procedures for your clubs and organizations. That has to be the groundwork, the first step of the right effect.
1: Okay. Now, what what you said there has to be a plan in place. Um, who would set the plan? You set the plan, or what the principal's or administration set the plan?
0: Now, I can absolutely assist you with your plan. <laughs> but that's a great question because if we look at the traditional format of a school, who are the people that are in the building? What are the titles of the people in the building? We have a principal.
1: right. Starting from the top, principal, assistant principal.
0: Assistant principal.
1: Um, All your office staff, so that's mm-hmm. secretaries and... Uh, bookkeeper, bookkeeper, nurse. Nurse, guidance counselor. The, um, you
0: may call them a registrar or data specialist. Right. Um, so you um, have all of those positions.
1: Then coming out into the school, of course, you got your custodian.
0: Lunchroom workers. Yep, lunchroom
1: staff. Teachers. Teachers.
0: Some schools may have hall monitors. Or right. like um, some schools we have here, a graduation coach or intervention specialist. Right. Parent facilitators. Mm-hmm. Um, may have instructional coaches. Yeah. Um, pretty much those are all of the...
1: And then, of course, your students.
0: And your students. Here's the challenge. If <laughs> you have to be strategic of who leads the, this initiative, I, I would not quickly recommend a teacher per se um unless you do i know there are some schools that have where a staff member may half a day teach and the other half of the day be able to work this extra activities program then you will look at something like that because it's going to take somebody who can give their time to you yeah
1: so that's
0: the that's the challenge that we have to be able to give their time and attention to it so the principal or the assistant principal whoever you um because you're going to want an administrator to help them and and, and, got, and help them through the process to make sure it's, it is a plan that is connected to the school's motto, the, whatever the mission is for the school. Right. But you, you, you would look for somebody in the building to take the lead. If you are a district that can hire somebody to come in, you can absolutely pay this person to do this. Because it, it, can, it can absolutely be a full-time job.
1: So... I guess you said what kind of person should do it. Um, It's like you said, either somebody willing to do it or able to do it full time or they're kind of teaching a half day and the other half day Mm -hmm. can be dedicated to this. Um, But again, what I guess the the principal would make this decision on on who this person should be. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay,
0: Right. Yeah. So that would be their their decision to make. Um, You may have some people who would volunteer to do it. That okay. would be an even a better approach. You would be looking for somebody who is well well liked mm-hmm. by students because mm-hmm. they have to. That is a part of the research where it has to be a an, a caring adult, but also somebody who has shown that they have a niche for extracurricular activities. Gotcha. You, you know what? You've seen those advisors who it is a Wednesday after school, and her room and is packed right, with right, kids right. in here. Working on this, you know, project for the chess club. I don't know, but somebody who you see, you have a knack They just natural. know how to
1: connect to the kids and get, kind of make them want to get involved. Right, like right, right. Okay.
0: So there's, they, there's, the students kind of gravitate towards him or her, whoever that person is. And they can, they've shown what they are good at implementing or executing activities for kids in that regard.
1: Gotcha. Now, once this person is, is picked, mm-hmm. what is their role? What are they doing? What's the first step they need to do?
0: Okay, so you have that person chosen, and the first thing to do would be um, to look and review what you already have on your campus. So let's flash back to something we had at high school one time. Uh, I remember where it was told to me if you go online, you'll see all the clubs and organizations we have. Well, when you check the website, most of it was outdated. There was some clubs up there, and that person doesn't even work at the school no more of who you have listed as the advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Then it was said, oh, our largest club is the um, tie-dye club. I'm just going to say something different. right? Well, come to find out, the first day that they have a club meeting, and I go in and look, club day was during school day. So, of course, every kid is trying to find a club to go to because they don't want to sit in hall, in home. hall room, Right. So, come to find out, because this club was meeting in the cafeteria all the kids were just in there sitting in there right the advisor literally had five active club members over here and there are close to 60 kids just sitting in the cafeteria so no you don't have the largest club as far as active members so you really got to look that person would have to do a a good review of what we offer on campus what are the top clubs what's still running um what do they do, If and if you can't readily find that information, now we have to have a plan to get that information.
1: Right, I was just about to say this don't sound like something you could just do in a couple minutes
0: and, and then No, down. and see that's another thing, it's good, it's a good thing that you're going to, you would give this person time to c- collect the data, to see what they can find just immediately. I did something this summer where I taught, um, in teaching a, a program, teaching a class through a trio program at a college where I asked the kids who is over the extracurricular activities at your high school? Were they able to? No kid. And I'm, and I'm saying these kids were all from different high schools in our area. No kid except for the one that was in school I, I worked at to answer the question. It was, I don't I, Yeah, so if I was a student who wanted to start a new club, if I was a student who had questions about clubs or organizations, you already don't have somebody in the building to identify as at least the person i go
1: to right cuz i one thing i can say is uh at several schools that's not important that knowing knowing that information is not important at all um you it, i hate and to that's say it, the bad
0: that's the you know what i'm that's saying that's definitely uh,
1: the bad part because uh you know mo- a lot of schools just think academics 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 but you know we understand that In order to get, I guess, the academic part together, there's some other things that got to be together Mm -hmm. as well. Because not every every student has that mindset to say, you know what, I'm just going to do great in school, period, regardless of what I have, what I don't have, and all that kind of stuff. Some students need some kind of push from some other direction. And that push could come from the fact that they just joined a chess club. It could come from the fact that they were able to join a karate club or a fashion club or a modeling club. But again, those that area is not heavily uh, uh, focused on right. in in schools today.
0: And I think it's not heavily focused on because just think about it like this: when you major in student affairs, which let's use those those words hand in hand of extracurricular activities, when you major in student affairs, you go work on the higher ed level. Right. So who is versed in student affairs that's working in K through twelve? Who even there? There's no program to even link the two together to right. say we need to find the best practices, student affairs practices for K through 12. Right. You know, I recently had somebody ask me about that as far as um, how would you take the right effect and, you know, apply it to the higher ed level. It's, it's
1: easy. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's already going <laughs> Right. students? Right. All right, that's yeah. what I need.
0: That's that's it. Because right. the things can happen. It's just that you have to apply them to those areas. It's, it's really what you have to do.
1: You need to kind of shift, shift the focus.
0: Shift the focus, right. So if the person is coming in and wants, wants that, that lead, realizes okay this is what we do you then go in and number one number two you found the data you see what you have so number two would be really well number three find the person right. get the data um what was it find the person yeah get the data mm-hmm. and number three would be to create a process to register your clubs and organizations on your campus
1: and keep it up to date
0: and keep absolutely because <laughs> see once we register them and we say Fill out this information that now includes all of the data that we need that I can, if anybody comes into the office and says, hey, Dr. Deuce, I want to join the math team. What can you tell me about it? Because you're the lead, right? I can go and click, click. Math team is advised by Mr. Dukes. They meet every uh, Thursday in his room from uh, 2.30 to 3.45. They have activities that they um, do together as a club, but they also have to go to competitions, because you put that in there. The eligibility requirements are bop, bop, bop. Uh, You do have to pay dues for this club. The average cost for dues. You have everything right there for the student to kind of see, is this the club that fits me and this is what I want to do? Right. And and because it's in a central location of where everything is, they can go look for it themselves. The parents can go locate it. Administrators can grab it if they need it. And we are we have started literally started the process of creating a student affairs program or extracurricular activities program. We are using those words together, right? On a K through twelve campus.
1: And it's funny because now that I'm really thinking about this. It is it's kind of crazy that it, there is not a defined student. Uh, I'm say stu- uh, student activity. Uh, student affairs, I guess, sector of of K through twelve. Like mm-hmm. that should be a defined. Just like you know where the front office is, you know who the principal is. <laughs> it should be you know where the student affairs office is at a high school. You know where the student affairs office is at a middle school. Don't just have it where well, yeah, we got students. We have a you know student affairs. No, it <laughs> need to be a defined space. I know where guidance is. I need to know where student affairs is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that, You're right. That, and like I said, thinking about it. And thinking about the fact, you know how how college is set up. Why isn't high school set up the same? Way? And I'm a and I would always bring up high school because that's where I worked for nine years. Um, but the same is true for middle schools and, and elementary schools. School, why isn't you know their defined student affairs area to the school? A
0: defined space. I right. A defined said space. That that, yeah. is, that boy. Look, I, I'm like Oprah. Aha, aha moment. Why is there not a defined space? Because if we go back to our own colleges, we and we both attended. Small historically black colleges right. or mid-sized mm-hmm. ones would be to humongous, oh, well, yeah, predominantly white institutions exactly. Exactly. that are D one mm-hmm. research-based schools. We both have attended, so it's a that is a very big difference, right? right. And then you're, you you working at a technical college, right? Regardless, there is the academic office right. where we have curriculum, we have the faculty, we have the research, we right. have the recruitment going on for these areas. We have career plan, all that kind of stuff is happening on this side. And then we go to the student affairs offices. That's where your mental health services or counseling and social development those areas. We have student activities. We have student life, student engagement. All of that is happening on this side of the campus. Right. And I can say going to a small school, you have a director of student activities, who mm-hmm. at the time I was there, he was also the director of residence life. Right. I have no idea. Shout out to him right now, one of my dearest mentors. I have no idea how he did that. That is nearly impossible to to do both roles but it was a smaller campus but every, it, everything aligned under what he was doing okay so you have all these offices then let's go to the big one let's mm-hmm. go out here to these big D1 schools mm-hmm. there is there are positions strictly dealing with leadership training just for the student government mm-hmm. just that I am hired to strictly do leadership for student government, and make right. sure they have leadership activities, right? Then you have the people who are just, I am hired to strictly be the advisor for student government. Right. So now let's go off to the rest of the organizations. You have people who are over event planning for to help with all clubs. You have people who are there to help students with um, financial planning for their for their clubs, helping the advisors do it. People who are over the student organizations. Somebody who's over intramural sports. Intramural sports.
1: Speaking of sports, just start right there. Um, I remember going to A USC basketball game and realizing how how closely things operated to that of an NBA game. Like it's it's people there that just I'm in charge of entertainment. I'm in charge of the music. Like I'm I'm getting a full time check just to be over entertainment for a college basketball game. Mm -hmm. Like like that is that is just
0: crazy. They have a life coach for the for the I think the men's basketball team. I don't know maybe he might do it, but it's a life coach. Because what does it look like to be an athlete? In college, and I have to do my schoolwork and travel with this right. team and have practices. I need some, the school has, has given me this opportunity to play a sport, but I, I need to know how to manage my life. Right. And so in order for our schools not to fall off and not to drop out of school or give up, we're going to provide some other sports. They have special, special academic advisors as well in athletics because they see a need for it. So let's go for the high school level. Are they not traveling? Are they not getting on the bus and having to right. go do different games? Are they not having multiple basketball practices? So what are we specializing over here on the student affairs side to assist our student-athletes?
1: Right. And, and you know, even with this conversation, definitely not saying that uh, K-12 schools need to operate like colleges in that sense. Because we, we definitely don't have the, the funding Right, the like funding is definitely not but
0: just, a, just just a, it, it, it makes you want to think. Right.
1: It, it definitely makes you want to, like I said, think about uh, the fact that uh, <clears throat> Just why don't student affairs have their own space, defined space, um, in the K through twelve, uh, in, in in K two K through twelve schools? That's 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 my big question right now.
0: I think it's the per the person who is taken to the lead and that administrator once they, uh, like Captain Planet, their powers combined, <laughs> you, you would, you're now about to establish that space, yeah. and which is you are going to run to that space so quickly that you would be impressed by yeah, you really would be impressed by the opportunities you have to help students in that space.
1: So what that means, Okay, so after you, after the, uh, the person that has been chosen uh, does the, the data, collects the data and registers the, the, all of the club what's next after registering the club?
0: So now that we the person lead has all of the information. So I know what clubs we have I got all my data about it. You now want to transfer that data to either the school web page, if the school has a Facebook page, if if there's a space where you can put, I don't know, applications out for the different clubs. You want students and parents and teachers and counselors, everybody to have access to the information. So they have to be able to say, if I have a student who is looking for a group or a space to belong to, if I have a parent that's seeing what their students can sign up for, I have a student trying to search for a space, that here it is here is all this information right now, and you can click and find out how to become a part of whatever organizations you have. I can say for me that was very helpful because there were times where our counselors would meet with a student that they can tell is lonely. You no, know, they don't have any friends here at the school, or they just transferred in, um, especially transferring in. You would have a student who SBLA was you know the thing to do at their school then they come to a new school well how do i find out about fbla at this school that the, the the um counselor can immediately give them the information that the principal or the parent can look it up and they can see what your school has to offer so you want to be able to have that available somewhere however that looks for your campus
1: right and this uh, this uh hearing you talk about it like that uh, it almost also makes sense for this to even be a part of the registration process for a student coming to the school. Like mm-hmm. after you've done your, you know, your paperwork to get into the school and you, 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 you've been accepted to the school or whatever. Um, now, let's check out or make sure you go to the website and check out the different clubs that we have. And, and, you know, if you don't see the one that you want to be a part of, if you're interested in starting your own or want to start your own, it, it almost should be a, you know, a some kind of, process, of yeah, right? it's, it's just a part of the process.
0: And, you know, I had a principal like that once where um, his goal was to have every student in a club or organization right. and every teacher advising something. But in particular, you know, when you hear about a teacher advising something and you already have a lot on in your play, you're thinking, oh, goodness, they're about to add something else. But we we at one point were discussing having that teacher be able to advise the the activity that they like. Mm-hmm. So we had a teacher who suggested fishing club and, and the, and the kids were that want to do fishing were, and I mean, this teacher just in a quick conversation in the hallway, eyes lit up, started thinking of all these activities they could do with the students. So it was just like, what? Yes, we can go fishing and da da dah. We learn about these kind of fish and do um, this type of STEM activity with science. It just, it evolves into this big thing because we're not talking about, what the core curriculum is and what they say this is you mapping out how it looks to genuinely have an, an, an interest that you can share with somebody else who has a mutual interest and bring about a uh, an environment where that student is excited about coming and, and doing that right
1: and once the student is excited about just the club you can almost get them to do anything, anything. i mean you think about your athlete like that that's that's probably the biggest Uh, extracurricular activity on any uh campus, K through twelve campus is all your athletes. Um, you when you got those athletes excited about a game or excited about performing, um, excited about doing whatever they need to do, you know, for the team, the coach can get them to do anything, anything in the school. Um, and it's the same thing for you know these extracurricular activities. That and that's why I'm really thinking you know is it is very important to have this a part of your campus.
0: And I remember. In my research, you know how we've talked about this for years, you know, especially when I was going to a school that really didn't have a lot of extracurricular activities. And yes, we were the magnet school and these are all students destined for college. But we give me something other than this health science and engineering. Sometimes is there something else. And what I realized was there was research on there's a lot of researchers on the benefits of being in extracurricular activity. Very little on how I make it happen, though. That was the issue. Okay, they being in the club helps. How? Right. How? Because being in every club doesn't help. Because I've seen some clubs that do not thrive at all. Right. 20 kids join at the beginning of the year. Next thing you know, the kids say, we ain't do nothing. We ain't do
1: nothing the whole year. We ain't do
0: nothing the whole year. Mm-hmm. We had one meeting and nothing else happened. So how do I make it thrive is the thing. And when you're talking about sports, there's research that shows whether sports help the student to establish a connection between academic achievement mm-hmm. and the opportunity to participate in self-interest areas. Right. So that's how I'm connecting it. If I do well academically here, I could have the opportunity to participate in this, which brings me enjoyment and happiness. There you go. And that's what there happened. You go. I had to be honest and say, I know my husband is a math teacher and his mother is a math teacher. Right. Listen here, Pythagorean theorem. I don't <laughs> want you. I don't want you. I don't like you. You are you are causing me problems. Is the way I look at it. But when the connection began, if you could just get this Pythagorean theorem down. And pass this test and get the which will get you such and such grades, you get to participate in right, right. You this get week. to move on to, to something yeah, else you get that get you really want to such. part. Of. Right. It's like, so it's like it's like working out. If I can just get you yeah, yep, yep, whatever yep. the payoff is gonna
1: happen. You said working out, I was thinking about monopoly. If I can just make it around this board one time, I get two hundred dollars for pass and go. Let me just make it round one time and I get two hundred dollars. That's right, it.
0: Right. And but you and yeah. you make that connection for right. students because why is it that the connection has to be that they fall in love with the subject area? Right. Why are you going to make me fall in love with something right. I just told you I don't, I don't like? like I don't like it. I right. don't care what you guys... Say. I have a doctor. I don't like math. Right. It's not going to change. Right. I don't care if you come in here and do some type of engaging activity. That could, that could That is necessary to, to create buy-in. Mm-hmm. That is not right. going to change my aspect of math. If I could choose, I'm still going to choose to be outside of this math classroom. Right. Right. But... We not when we put in conjunction that the teacher is creating a engaging activity and they they're interested there and we can create where they are engaged on outside of the class from student affairs. Right. Magic. Absolutely. Pure magic. So you have you have your lead. We, we start off picking your lead. Right. You have them collecting the data to see what do we already have.
1: And then they do the registration with the club. They do the
0: registration with the club.
1: Then they create the the resource, uh, the resource online so people can find it. And then what?
0: The last step is to then make sure that your staff, your faculty, is um, are um, trained on what the procedures are for clubs or organizations mm-hmm. and how you want to go about implementing them within the school. And then that the advisors, and you can even do your whole faculty, not just the advisors, but that especially that the advisors are trained on the phases of the right effect and how they will take these phase these phases to guide their extracurricular activities so that we can collect data in the end and show the effectiveness of of operating an extracurricular activities program on your campus.
1: Okay. Um now you said you can do it with the the lead advisor or the entire faculty. Um but
0: No, you can do it with like the what I mean by that is, you know sometimes uh, there will be training specialized towards those people dealing with that or not that's just dealing with but handling those operations so yeah. if i'm not advising a club some people could sit there and go so why am i sitting in the right effect training mm. some schools may say hey you may become a club advisor so yeah. might as well go ahead and learn about it now some schools may say we may want to implement some of the right effect within the classroom procedures because you can do this in a classroom too it does not have to Standalone and extracurricular activities. So, you may want your entire faculty to be trained on it, or you may say, We're going to start off with the ones who we know currently serve as advisors for a club organization.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 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 Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. And the training part is necessary because there are other elements as we go through the right effect where you will see not only is the advisor important to the operations of the club, you know self operations attendance for the students making sure they had a, your t-shirt to go to the math team mm-hmm. event, and that we've gone through what math problems to study but that the person needs to be advised and trained on student affairs practices and philosophies and procedures in that area right it can't just be just just like something and this is this is like we said about after school talk podcast we're going to say those things that nobody um, not nobody, but people don't want to acknowledge. Sometimes they want to act as if this doesn't happen. There are people out there right now who are cheerleader advisors because they're the female in the building and got chosen. Right, <laughs> right. you haven't cheered a day in your life. You mm-hmm. don't know uh, the difference between stomp, shake, and regular cheering. So you you're just there to make sure nobody uh, hurt themselves. <laughs> That's really what your job is. Versus you really could be implementing a dynamic leadership, team building, time management, branding, all of this in this program, but well, Miss Such-and-Such, you know, she at school a lot, so let's let her be the cheerleading coach.
1: Right, and really and truly, all of that, that's what I think makes a a great advisor, somebody that's not just there to keep time or keep track of who get hurt and who don't get hurt and keep, you know, keep the peace and all that kind of stuff, but somebody somebody that's actually there to implement something outside of just what they are advising. Just like in our classroom, you know, we want to teach the lesson, we want to teach the objectives and stuff like that, but at the same time, we should be, teaching the kids people skills and how to deal with each other, how to handle situations, how to think critically, all that extra stuff too. And the same thing should apply for, for advisors. They they shouldn't, like I say, just be there uh, just to keep track of the time, but, but implement some other skills uh, to the kids as well.
0: Yeah, because this is really about cultivating the whole student. Right. So there are areas that we can develop for the student through these activities. That's the way it happens. Because what we don't want to do is create double pressure for a teacher. Right. A teacher can take an opportunity to teach leadership skills by selecting certain students each week to serve as the... I don't know what's something y'all do in y'all classroom where the student can take the lead? Collecting papers. Right. So real, they are the get the person to collect. So that's something within the capacity of the classroom they can do. Now let's take it and say, well, I've created a student council that we are really doing leadership skills training and then going and allowing the student to serve in the capacity of a leader in the community and within the school. That's, that's full-on curriculum just on that. Right. Not within something, but that's what it is. Right. When you have so many um, dynamics to students on, on your campus where you could see a need for, okay, different things we saw. We need to get students out of games. We need to help students with leadership and communication skills. We need to help students with anger management. We need to help students with time management. We need to help students with accountability. Um, we need to help students who are uh, having to take care of siblings, home ed kind of things. All of that can happen in extra for flexibility. Right. Instead of saying, okay, so what we're gonna do is each teacher is gonna learn a lesson on teaching about the dangers of games. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Because see, I just feel, I just got all my lesson together about right. English. Yeah. Can, yeah, I, yeah. can I at least get that done? Because right. then when my evaluation doesn't work out right or the test scores don't work out right, now I'm feeling the pressure of that. Yeah. That's why we're having so many um, teachers leaving the field. It's just you putting too much, too much on, on them. Too exactly. much. Too, much. too
1: much. Too much.
0: But if I can tell a teacher who genuinely likes fishing, we listen. This fishing is going to teach students about community. It's going to teach them about uh, leadership. It's going to teach them about uh, creating bonds with people.
1: Yeah, teamwork. Team yeah we're going
0: to use the fishing as a coping skill for anger management. That they can sit out there and quietly reflect on um, what's been going on in their life and have people they can talk to. That we can create all of that in there, so that when the time comes for school. Their mind is clear. They have a better sense of who they are and a better sense of identification, which is what the right effect helps you do. The right effect is supposed to take this kid who's at this moment in their life, who I'm about to make a decision, and it can be a life or death decision. And we want to make sure that through these extracurricular activities and using the right effect, we're guiding them towards a more positive decision-making process. Absolutely. That's what it is.
1: So in recapping what phase one is, we start off with doing what?
0: You start off with identifying who is going to in your building going to take the lead on creating the extracurricular extracurricular activities program, which we know is a student affairs program at your school.
1: Okay, and then once you've chosen that person, that person should then do what?
0: That person then needs to go and collect data on what do we already offer at the school? How do I know about those things? How do students know um, what 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 do I can what can I find just from going in and engaging with? the culture of the school on the extracurricular activities.
1: All right, and then once that person collects all the data, what should they do with it?
0: Now we need to create a process to actually register clubs on our campus, and um, the registration process will then give us all the answers we need about the extracurricular activities. So if it wasn't readily available, we now have it available and packaged through this registration process.
1: Okay, and once all the clubs and extracurricular activities are registered, then what should happen?
0: Um, we then have it where it's in a resource. It's now available. We have everything listed of what's offered, who is advising them, when they're meeting, what's the eligibility, and you can either click somewhere or go to the pamphlet that we offer and look at it. Right, and then... very last step is the advisors start the process of being trained on the right effect and how they're going to use that to guide their activities for a school year.
1: That sounds like a great phase one to the right effect. And...
0: It's fairly simple, especially if you, if you need help or assistance. That's what we are here for. So definitely go to the right effect, to the website, go to the content page. And if you heard something where you were um, curious about, okay, so I get that part, but how exactly can I do this in my school? How exactly can I implement that? You fill out that form and then we can talk to you and work you through the steps. Because as we go through and in the next episode, we're going to talk about phase two, which is acceptance. Um, we are going to be able to break down these processes, and there will be times where it can go even further. There are going to be schools who, okay, we already have process one pretty much down, right? But we there may be areas we could tweak, like whatever things we can look at. That's what that's what we're going to do as we hit uh, future episodes, and of course we're going to throw in those moments of hot topics that are coming in or some self care things. But uh, I think we're on the path to greatness. <laughs> Great news. Great And helping other people be great, right? Absolutely. Make sure you click the subscribe button. I'm really not liking that word, you guys, if y'all can tell. I don't know if I need to walk around and just say subscribe for like a week. Subscribe.
1: It's not even subscribe, it's button. Who says button? Subscribe button. We're from the South, we already said that.
0: First of all, that's this from the South, and then that's from the area we're from. Because okay. in the area we are from, you really don't hit your last letters. Right. But I'm trying to be a, a little more articulate Because we used to laugh about how the students used to call us Mr. and Miss Duke So it's there were times we didn't know if our students were calling Who they were calling they knew, We knew it was one of us Because it's Midu, Miss Duke yeah, Midu. Midu. It's all one word, Midu So uh, <laughs> I used to be ashamed of my southern accent But I am proud of that I think it's unique
1: I am proud of that
0: uh, What's the word that you say I say country?
1: There's several words that you say country <laughs>
0: What's, the, what's my go-to yo? The go-to word. Did. No. Okay. Yeah. I say daddy. I do say daddy. No. Has to do with school.
1: Oh, <laughs> Home, homecoming. Homecoming. Oh, oh.
0: Home homecoming. I never say homecoming. Anyway. <laughs> all right, you guys. Talk to you later. Make sure you go subscribe, share with other people, all that jazz.
1: Adio.